Well, here we are, part two, talking about the mission trip we didn't really anticipate. A good story takes us on a journey. It reminds us of where we've been and shows us where we could go. A good story makes us feel and inspires us to act. Welcome to the Good Story Podcast, where everyday stories that make you laugh, cry, or feel slightly uncomfortable will leave you inspired as Kirsten King tells true stories and teaches truth. I'm back with Greta today. Hi. <laughs> Talking about the mission trip we went on together when she was about 14 years old and I was older than that. If you haven't listened to part one yet, you must. If you have, I'm guessing we have a variety of emotions among our listeners. Some of you might be disgusted with me that I was throw, so thrown off by maggots and by the big guy with one eye. You might be disgusted that I felt so off balance and disconcerted and couldn't fully see and appreciate the hospitality of others. Others of you might be thinking that you would have reacted the same way. Both of these reactions, I believe, are valid. In fact, both of these reactions were mine on the trip and continue to be mine today. I both disgust myself and relate to me. I wish the only time that was true was when I was on this trip, but those are stories for all the other episodes. This one continues to be about our trip. So each day we'd get up really early. I don't remember, yeah, but it I was like either. sixes or fives. We'd get dressed in our work clothes. We'd eat our breakfast. <laughs> you just said sixes or fives. Yeah. We, that's how we tell time. <laughs> I do the same thing. If I have to get I'd up, get up if the... it's 5.59, that is in the in fives. In the fives. <laughs> <laughs> Continue yeah. on. Yes, thank you. We'd eat our breakfast with the pancakes with yep. the vanilla syrup we said we loved. And then also the surprise the surprise visitor to French breakfast. French fries. French fries for breakfast, which we didn't because hate. I think what I remember this now. Yeah. They had been given a list of foods that Americans like to oh, eat. Oh, sure. Right. So they were trying to be really kind and give yeah. us foods that we like to eat. Eat. Sure. So there was like French yeah. fries, or and like they were good hot dogs, and you're like, what? Yes. Like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, because they did differentiate between what was breakfast foods yeah. or other foods, right? <laughs> yeah, but they were good. So, and we'd also chit chat with our hosts, the mom and the three kids, which we really have to talk about just a bit. So, Greta, again, how much Spanish had you taken before one, we went to the Spanish? I'm going to say one year of vocab. Okay, is how I will word it. Well, and as I saw it, it was more than me. <laughs> I took none. I took German, which was of no use. Although I hear this is common when you go to a foreign country and you start hearing a foreign language and you're trying to communicate, just the, the file cabinet you have in your brain that holds foreign language, whatever one you know that just starts coming to the forefront. So I kept thinking of German vocab words, which was obviously no help. And even though I fancied myself to be a great encouragement and help to my daughter before we left on this trip, this was one of the many times I was recognizing it just was not going to be that way. So when chit-chat started to happen, I totally left her hanging. I knew like 20 words I said earlier, but I think it was 10 to 12. So what would I do? I distinctly remember one morning. Yeah, me too. <laughs> looking at the three kids, <laughs> smiling and saying, Escuela. No, it was like, Escuela? Question mark? And then like holding her hands up in the air. Yeah. And, and then, then I'm looking at me. Saying, Greta, talk to them about school. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was the 14-year-old who right. was just, I honestly was enjoying the silence <laughs> because I was nervous and didn't really want to start to talk. So then right. I'd have to try to like remember what subject was <laughs> and how to say 
what do you like about school right. and things like And while that. you were doing such a good job trying to engage them, my mind was like, wo ist Monika im Boot? And if you've taken German, you know that's early on. Time was kind of standstill, and we would wait until the sound, the sound we waited for every morning, the honk of the horn, which... Some people have reverse reactions, like at the end of a workday, they hear a bell ring and they're like, nice, work's done. We were like, nice, the horn's honking. Our rides come to take us to the work site. Let's go mix cement. Um, there were two team members that were staying not too far from us, so they would usually pick us up. We'd hop in the back of their family's pickup truck and would ride to church, which truly was a safer form of transportation than what we took the first day. So. I remember driving to the work site that first day feeling like, oh, great, just great peace. I wasn't comfortable, was still blazing hot and all, but internally I felt more at ease, probably because I knew my tasks at hand and knew what I was supposed to do. We'd work, we'd take occasional breaks. We'd have Yeah, we had a siesta. Oh, we did siesta. I love siesta. <laughs> that was great. And we'd have water breaks because yep. of the heat. We'd stop for a lunch. Lunch was yeah. so good. Again though, they mm -hmm. there was a couple days where they tried to do American food. Yeah. And then we just wanted their we just wanted other right. food. And then when they started making that, we were like, this is living. Yeah. That was fabulous. They had tortas. And, and then on our anniversary, remember, we had um, the... Not, not my anniversary. Oh, not our anniversary. <laughs> remember our anniversary? <laughs> okay, on Dad's and my anniversary, they made us that amazing... Yeah. Uh, trace, yes, trace Yes, Trace Leche's cake. We had just come back. We had, we had gone on an anniversary date. Do you know what that Trace Help me out a little bit. <laughs> three milks. Oh, yeah, three milks. Of course it means three milks. Well, <laughs> we had that day gone earlier and walked to the uh, gas station and bought a Ooh. Coke and a Coke Light, yeah, to celebrate. So pretty great birthday or birthday day, anniversary <laughs> day. Um, the cook at the church there just made amazing food, which I think I said this earlier, but I'm just saying it again in case I didn't. She was Kenny and Tim's host mom. So not bitter, just pointing it out. After the workday, we'd head back to our house and pick up our conversations where we left <laughs> off. Oh, escuela, done, <laughs> over. Um, our family would usually pick us up, and sometimes we'd drive to a store to pick up something or a school to pick some, someone, or sometimes we'd head back home. Every day, we never knew where we were going or who we were meeting. One day, we got a ride from somebody else back to our house. And when we walked into the house and moved the curtain to get into our bedroom, <laughs> we saw a man sitting on the end of the double bed. We, we sort of smiled and said hi, but we didn't know if he was a stranger or a relative. We weren't sure if we should stay in the house and engage him in conversation or run for our lives. Um, not too long after that, like maybe 15 minutes, but it seemed quite a bit longer. Um, the lady and her kids came back. They walked in. They saw Greta and I. We were still sitting in our dirty work clothes, kind of in the room that wasn't where he was in. Um, and she walked into the bedroom and started saying stuff. And I'm like, Greta, what are they saying? What are they saying? And we, I don't know if we heard everything, but you could fill me in a little bit at yeah. least. Yeah. And you could tell me, I mean, what I... It was her husband. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, I do. Yeah. I remember that. Oh. What was the word for husband though? Esposo. Uh, yeah. So Esposo. That, Esposo. I was trying to think of it and I just, I just fell short. Um, so we were, we were glad we didn't run for our lives once we found that out. Uh, two days later, which sounds so casual, but it was a two days later, uh, we were at the work site. 
about to head home and someone said that Greta and I and eight other team members were going to go to a pool that night. So we were like so yeah, excited. Yeah, it was everyone but dad and Tim. Yeah, and Tim was in sixth grade <laughs> and Tim was not happy. He wasn't happy. He was sad. Yeah. Everyone wants to go to a pool. I know who doesn't. And we had seen a big billboard advertising one at one point. Um, but their family had had something really special planned for them with like a feast and all kinds of things. So we need to hurry back. Um, they need to go back for that. Uh, we, on the other hand, were getting ready to go to a pool, which was very exciting. We went back to our house to change. I remember a couple things. Um, I remember that, uh, we ate a granola bar or something in the Pop bathroom. We, we would have pop tarts <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> it was we would go to the right. bathroom together every time because that was like our one time to like talk to be alone like right be alone yeah and not be I also forgot that was all pop tarts all we would eat was pop tarts and then we drink water they tasted really good they did taste really that. good we go into the bathroom every time <laughs> so we were getting ready um we had our suits on under our shorts and t-shirts also do you remember the toilet yes seat? there was socks they, they put, put a socks like tube socks on either side of the toilet. And we weren't seat. sure if that was something we should be You're like changing, changing out. What? Like yeah. Once you sit down on that, it's like we're not just sure. like another toilet seat. <laughs> we weren't sure. That was some. We were unsure on that one. Um, but we got ready. We got our shorts and t-shirts on, and we combined our stuff like shampoo and soap into a little string bag to take with us, so we could take a shower at the pool um, locker room since we hadn't had much luck with a shower up to this point. I also remember grabbing tons of quarters for lockers in case the other kids forgot theirs. I'm like, I need to bring quarters for everybody. Uh, just be responsible in that way. So we rode in the truck for a super long time. Got in. Um, I remember passing the billboard that advertised the pool that we'd seen earlier. But we left that highway and drove onto some back roads, lots of back roads. Then we went through an area that didn't seem to have any roads. And then we popped out onto another road and we drove and we drove and eventually started going down a super long driveway like thing. I was sitting in the front talking to whoever the driver, well, not talking, but like <laughs> communicating. Escuela. Escuela? <laughs> Driving truck. Um, but you were in the Driving back truck. with everybody. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, anyway, I was sitting there and you were in the back. Um, so we had gone down this long driveway like thing. And at the end of that, there was a small house. And to our right, there were rows and rows and rows of barn-like structures. We hadn't seen a pool, but we stopped the truck anyway, and we were told to get out, so we did. And while we were getting out, a man exited the house, and we realized it was the same man that was sitting at the end of the bed that day when we walked yep, in. The yep. most mom's husband. <laughs> there he is, Mr. Esposo. <laughs> <laughs> then with a, a flourish, he began a tour. And we started walking and started walking toward the low barn-like things. At this point, what was super helpful was that the older high school kids who had four to five years of Spanish were with us, so they could fill us in on what was being said. It didn't take long, even just one step into the barn, though, to recognize that we were on a cock farm, and they were raising <laughs> roosters for fighting. <laughs> that was a big surprise. Yep. And they were showing us the, the waters and were explaining how they got so big. Steroids. Steroids. We could smell that. You could mm -hmm. smell that in the water and lots of grains and things. There were circles marked out. I don't know if they do practice fights there, if they do real ones or we, we weren't sure. We just kept saying things like, wow, I've never seen this before. Or, oh, that guy's so big and stuff like that. I just, <laughs> we didn't know what to say. <laughs> 
<laughs> we made our way back to where the house was at the end of the driveway, and then our leader turned and started walking back down the road we came in on. So we followed him. And of course, we didn't know where we were going because we hadn't like passed a pool and we, we didn't know what was happening. But we walked and walked and walked until we saw it. We saw a hole in the ground <laughs> that was about 12, sque 12 feet square <laughs> and about how deep do you think it was probably? Because I feel like it was over our head. It was probably no, like was eight feet over. deep, six feet deep. It was like maybe four. six feet deep. I thought it was over our head. We definitely stood in it. And it was empty. Because it was empty. It was empty. We think it was like a cistern or something. And then our host uh, took a hose, turned the water on, and placed it in the bottom of this hole. And we realized this was the pool. And I was thinking, how long is this going to take? And why did I bring quarters? And is this water safe? I was thinking. I didn't say any of those things. Again, unknown discomfort seems to be my pattern. Eventually, I looked at the other youth group kids that were there, and I'm like, let's just take turns jumping around and spraying each other and try to keep water out of our eyes and mouths, which we did, and it wasn't yeah. bad. No, we had fun. We did have fun. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't horrible. But I will say, the next day, Tim, he, he didn't feel so bad. No. <laughs> and I think they rode a pony or they something. They did. They rode ponies and had a big, you know, a, a pig Beast, roast. Yeah. And, oh, it was amazing. So, again, are you disgusted with me and my reactions, or are you relating? And again, I'm both. This trip was not without positive impressions for sure. The pastors of the church were a husband and wife team. And let me tell you what, while we'd be working outside, we know they were inside praying. We heard them beseeching the Lord on our behalf and on the behalf of others. Our time of worship together was sweet. The singing was amazing. The joy in the room it was just contagious. The language barrier just seemed to melt away. There was so, a translator though, Mom. <laughs> That's right. So, so, so there was that. So it did melt melts. away. But the songs, though, like I felt like our spirits connected. And the picnic, oh my goodness, when we played yeah, soccer, do you remember cute. that? Yeah. That just brought me to tears. The guys all went one way and played, and we yeah. grabbed a ball. And the girls were looking kind of like they wanted to play. And right. So we were like, well, what the heck? We'll go play with you guys. Right. And they were so excited. They were. We had them all. And the and moms. The kids and the moms. They and grabbed everybody. their skirts up and tied them up. And yeah. then they told us later they'd never done it. And they had so much fun. I loved that. That was so fun. And the hike was fun. And saying goodbye was sad. I mean, I was anxious to leave. Who am I kidding? <laughs> but still, there were some sweet relationships that developed. And it was hard to leave. Yeah. Do you remember um, the one night when we were asked, do we want to stay in the city yes. and, or, or go to our homes? They're like, who wants to visited, stay in the city? Yeah, we had visited the city and let's see you, dad. Yes. <laughs> and oh, we were sorry. there and it was kind of around dinner time or getting to be dinner time. And so yeah. they had given us the option of staying in the city a little longer mm -hmm. and having dinner there or just going back to your host homes because it was like maybe the second one, to yeah. last night or something. Right. And everyone, we, my mom and I jumped Quick. We jumped quick on. <laughs> we like, stay, stay in the city. city. Stay in the city. city. Woo, woo. And everyone else was like, oh, oh let's man. Go back home. And we were like, okay. I know. We even did that. They get it. We had an option once to work more. And we're like, work more. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, when the trip was nearly over, we all went to um, a hotel for one night to debrief and unwind. And people were talking about their families and how much they love them. And I remember sitting at the edge of the pool, dangling my feet and sniffing in the chlorine. 
<laughs> it just smelled so clean, which oh right God. now sounds really horrible. <laughs> oh boy. But I just do remember we were coming to the end and things that had been unpredictable were now not going to be so. And I was feeling a little bit more at peace. And I'm even a person that doesn't even like routine. I like when things are unpredictable, but when they're so unpredictable and unmanageable and out of control and beyond understanding, when things are unknown, they can bring discomfort. So what do we do? In the unknown, we lean into the one who knows all things. In the uncomfortable, we rest in the arms of the one that can bring us peace that goes beyond our understanding. So what's your unknowns? Gretz, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> Just kidding. But really, though, you have yeah, some. Yeah. I, well, I lost my job um, due to COVID. Mm -hmm. And being that it's COVID, there's a lot of unknowns when it came to being at home. How long right. is that going to be? For sure. I have a six-month-old son at mm -hmm. home. That's ever-changing. Yeah. So um, how are you able to trust? How do you get through that, though? I mean, constantly I'm reminded that this... Well, first of all, this has, isn't my last or first time that I've been laid off. Right. Um, so having having it happen before and even just hardships before, we've all been through those things before. And mm -hmm. he is always faithful mm -hmm. and always looking back in hindsight, it looks like, oh, I'm so glad, you know, this job didn't work out. Or I'm so glad that this relationship right. didn't work out. Or I'm so glad that this you know, move didn't work out because it's always better in the other side because he is continually faithful. Absolutely. And all of our anxieties can be cast on him because he does care about us, even in the little things. And he knows that it's kind of a crappy time sometimes. Right. <laughs> and he, he's understanding. And I think that's continually as I've grown in my faith, you know, mm -hmm. from a, from a child from the 14 year old on the missions trip till now, mm -hmm. the Lord has been faithful and continually shows me that he has been. And I just I didn't know you're going to say any of those things and I'm getting <laughs> a little cheery, but, um, where I thought I'd be some source of strength for my young daughter, right. Going on the trip, you ended up <laughs> encouraging me there and still do now. And, and we all can, in fact, I think that trip was actually a turning point in our relationship because I think you just saw that I was, yeah. you know, you saw the pathetic side of me, <laughs> the needy person. <laughs> um, we don't know. We have unknowns, but God does. And in the midst of whatever your unknown is, here's the deal. Know him. We can't know our circumstances. We can't know the future. But we can know God and we can know him more and more and more and more. And the things that we don't know will feel a lot more like an invitation to draw closer to him instead of like a pool party in a cistern or a long walk down a dark road into the home with a guy who has one eye offering you a smoothie. I mean, those are the things that make you feel off balance. But here's the thing. God knows all things. And if we trust him and if we take our unknowns and use them as an invitation, we will just grow deeper and deeper in our understanding of him and our relationship with him and our love for him and our understanding of his love for us. So I'm glad we did the trip. I'm really glad we did the trip and I'm, I'm thankful for it. Me too. And we did ask not to be the spokespeople. We yes. did say that. But I am thankful and I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful for the Lord for all the work that he's done in our lives.